Just a friendly reminder that if you wish to support the ministries of this podcast or of the local church in which I serve, you may send any donations to 563 East Main Street in Philadelphia, Mississippi, 39350, care of Henry's Chapel, UMC. So this week we continue our walk through 1 John. And as we've walked through the book of 1 John, we have seen an overarching theme developing. This theme of being bound together in love and in faith. Because these are the defining characteristics of the Christian community in the eyes of our author. And they are inseparable from one another. That if you have faith in Jesus Christ, you will love. And as I hear that, I, I think about the hymn, They'll know we are Christians by our love. And as I was reading the history of that hymn, and I found that Peter Schultes, the author of this hymn, he was a white priest at St. Brennan's in Chicago, in the south side of Chicago in 1968. And he found himself serving a half-Irish, half-African-American parish. And he penned this song when he couldn't find a suitable song to accompany a series of ecumenical and interracial events for which his youth choir led and, suppo- and was supposed to sing. And so the root of this song is that the world will know that we are Christians by our love, but also that we will show that love by abiding in the commandments of God, by doing God's will. And so with that in mind, let us jump into the scripture as we hear these words from 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the parent loves the child. By this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For the love of God is this, that we obey his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God conquers the world, and this is the victory that the the conquers the world, our faith. Who is it that conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. And so throughout this text, what we see from our author is they are contesting those people who do not believe in Jesus as a human form. This is why from the beginning it says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ or Jesus the Christ, is born of God. In these words, the author is directly refuting those false teachers, those who have become of a dualistic faith. They believe that the spiritual is good, but the material is bad. They, they cannot accept the deity of Jesus, but the, the man and the human being, they cannot accept that Jesus, the man, is Christ is the Messiah, is a spiritual entity. They cannot accept that Jesus was born of God. They can, upset, they can accept the humanity, but the divinity part they struggle with. But the overwhelming call is to follow the example set by the human Jesus as Christ remains the center of our faith. And so what the author is pointing to is the fact that if Jesus is indeed just man, it means nothing. But, but as we accept the divinity of Jesus Christ, we are called to follow the example of Jesus Christ because Jesus being the Christ is the center of our faith. And as the hub, it unites us in love, faith, and action. 
He lived this perfect life with temptation and hurt. And we get that because we understand the human side of Jesus Christ. But being fully God, being fully divine, he never gave way to sin. When I was younger, I wanted to be like my father, much like many young men growing up. I wanted to be like my dad. I wanted to do what he did and what he told me to do and to be just like him. And I'm reminded even of the song, um, I've been watching you, where in this song, the artist discusses him driving down the road and having to stop short uh, because of a red light. And quickly he hears his son say some words that are not appropriate. And he turns back to him and he says, where'd you learn to talk like that? And he says, I've been watching you, Dad. Ain't that cool? He says, I'm your buckaroo and I want to be like you. And and you can hear throughout the song that the father starts wrestling with this. But later, he hears his son praying. He says, son, where'd you learn to pray like that? And he says the same thing. I've been watching you. Ain't that cool, Dad? We are called to have this kind of same approach to our relationship with God. We are called to obey God out of love and to desire to be like and please our Lord. To say, God, I, I've been looking at, through, at this lens of Jesus Christ. I've been seeing you at work. I've been seeing how you, Jesus lived and ministered. And, and I want to be like that and to strive for that. So believing in Jesus as the Christ and the Son of God is also a call to obey the commandments of God. And Jesus' commandments is what we hear this morning. That we are not free from the commandments if we just simply say we believe in Jesus, but because we believe that Jesus is the Christ, we are called to obey the commandments of God. But rather in obeying these commandments of God is evidence of our love and of our belief. And what is the ultimate commandment? Well, we've heard it. It is love God and love God's children. You may be asking yourself, what does keeping God's commandments have to do with loving the children of God? And the answer is quite a lot. As we look at even the Ten Commandments, we find that they are divided roughly in half. Those having to do with honoring God that we see in Exodus 20 verses 2 through 11. And then beginning in verse 12, we see those honoring other people. However, even that first group of commandments of honoring God includes this provision. You shall not do any work on the Sabbath. You, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your livestock, nor the stranger within your gates. And, And while the primary purpose of this provision is to honor God through rest, it has that secondary benefit of protecting those that are vulnerable people. We are called to live an agape love. This is an action rather than just some feeling verb. Jesus wasn't calling us to have warm, fuzzy feelings about our neighbor, although that would be a good idea as well. That would help. He is calling us to act and love towards our neighbor, regardless of our feelings towards them. So when I wanted to be like my father, when I wanted to be like my parents, when I did did bad things, I didn't want them to find out. And not even because I was afraid of punishment. Most of the time, I, I was afraid of that phrase that was so often said in our house, which was, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. I didn't want to upset them. I didn't want to disappoint my parents. And so what I did is I tried to cover up my wrongdoings. So often, though, these things were still found out, and I found out that it was easier to just do the right thing from the beginning. 
I can, I can recall, speaking of doing the right thing from the beginning, in about fifth grade, my teacher giving us a lesson on the importance of reading the directions. And as we heard this lesson, we were then given a pop quiz. And as the pop quiz was administered and I started answering the questions, I saw a couple of people finishing rather quickly within the first minute or two. And I continued to, to go through the test. And after I finished the test, there was some confusion set in because there a lot of people were done before me. And then I went back and I read the instructions. And the instructions said, write your name at the top of this exam and turn it in for 100. Had I just read the instructions, had I just done what was being asked, life would have been so much easier. And just as I found myself trying to cover up those things, those ways in which I fall, had fallen short with my parents, what I found was that I did the same in my Christian faith. I, when I, I would go and do what I wanted to do, even though, and when I would fall short, I would try to cover it up. And I would try to do all that I wanted to do and hide it from God. And what, we, what I began to realize over my life is this is not the obedience or love that Christ is calling. This is the idea of trying to fit in. God doesn't want us to be blind, obedient, blindly obedient. He wants us to be loving disciples. He doesn't want us to try to just fit a cookie-cutter mold, but what he wants us to do is love and with so much vigor that we want to do what is right, that we want to honor and serve God, not because we feel obligated to. This is that idea of there's a difference in, in, in having to do something when you just have to do it. And what I mean by that is, Whenever uh, I'm told that I need to take out the trash uh, and I know that my wife is on her way home, I have to do that. I, I have to do it so I don't get yelled at, I don't get fussed at. It's, it's an obligation. I have to do it. But when it comes to being her husband and to, to being able to be, spend time with her, I just have to do that. I come home with, with an excitement, with a joy of, I just want to so badly. I have to do it. There's nothing else I want to do. And that is the devotion that Jesus is calling us to. And we hear in our text that his commandments are not grievous. The, the Greek word is baris, meaning burdensome or heavy or difficult. And this reflects that Matthew 11 text where Jesus gives us the sentiment of, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavily burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And this is that idea that when we are doing it out of, not of an obligation, but I just have to do it because I don't, there's nothing else I can do. I, I want to do it so deeply that it doesn't seem like work. It's that adage that, you know, love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. If we love Jesus Christ, then following his commandments are not a burden. They're what we get to do. And that was certainly true when compared with the legalistic side of the scribes and the Pharisees who would add their traditions to the law and the complexity became impossible to fulfill the obligations of the law. Also, the scribes and the Pharisees, they had no compassion for the people whom they had been sent to serve. They simply overheld these rules and regulations and punished those that did not fulfill them with no love for the people. They were the elite, and they showed little regard for quote-unquote ordinary people. But John and Jesus 
We're saying the person who goes through life keeping God's commandments will avoid the pitfalls that accompany the life of of a spiritually undisciplined person. They will experience the victory that has overcome the world through their faith. In the New Testament, it's pistis is our faith, and it has to do with the person's response to kerygma, that proclamation of the good news. This faith is our how we respond to the good news of Jesus Christ. In other words, our Christian faith is our faith in that Jesus Christ is Lord. It is a call to steer our lives by the call of Jesus Christ, to proclaim Jesus as Lord of our lives. And as long as we have faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, to steer our lives by Jesus' call. And when we can, and when we have assured that we will overcome the world, this is what we receive is that overcoming of the world. And that, for many of us, the problem that we enter into our faith and when we don't get that initial reaction, we give up. We, it may not happen in our time, but we trust. The call is to have trust and faith that it will happen. The call from our text is a call to be obedient out of love. Not to feel that you have to do stuff, but that I have to do it. I want to do it. I desire to do it. To not be blindly obedient, but to act in love. To love God so much that all you do, you seek to be like Christ. Not out of fear, but out of love and care and compassion. To trust God's commands over our own desires and to truly live out the proclamation that Jesus is indeed Lord of my life. Jesus is the guiding factor and the guiding ruler of my life. And as I go and go about my days, I live my life in the faith that Jesus's ways are greater than mine. And I go forth into this world seeking to be like Christ, seeking to love and honor and glorify God in all that I do, seeking to be God's hands and feet in this world that so badly needs to see, hear, and feel the presence of God, seeking to follow the example of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and fulfill His commandments, His call for my life, That is the call this day, is to put our trust and our hope in Jesus Christ as our Lord, and to honor and serve him above all else, including self. Amen and amen.